to the Simplified Podcast, which is astounding talks all. If you're ready for us, then let's go. podcast. Um, in June, our brother Joe Metal gave us very interesting and powerful testimony about how God has been good to him. I mean, this was a campaign towards his album, The Wind of Revival. So it was, it was a very good, it was in good timing for that. Mm-hmm. I'm here with um, the usual suspects and then Moni, mm-hmm. say hello. Yeah. Hi, everybody. And then Kwame. Hello. Yeah. And we are here to discuss um, the individualistic goodness of the Lord. <laughs> the way it is, the, the Lord is good to people individually because mm-hmm. they have to fight for the goodness of the Lord on their own. To be reflected uh-huh, in their, to be reflected like, yeah, in their okay. lives. And mm-hmm. you want to just have a little discussion about why it is so and why it doesn't have to be so. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, you're welcome once again, gentlemen. Yeah, thanks very much. Yes. Thank um, you. Yes, sir. Okay, so first, um, Adam, give us a little recap of the story of what Joe Metal actually said. Yes, yes. So, I mean, um, if uh, Brother Joe happens to listen to uh, this, I hope he doesn't take any offense with what you have I actually been. had a conversation with him about oh, it. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, so. okay, okay, okay. I mean, he's... His story that he told just gives us a, a basis to have a, a deeper conversation. That's why we are piggying back, or piggybacking off it. But um, yeah, so he, he, he basically told a story of how he, he struggled to be able to um, uh, finally even have a university degree. That he, I mean, it was difficult for him to complete school at the GSS and even at SS level, he actually wasn't able to complete SS. Yeah, he had to buy, and he had to go to market, <laughs> sell things. Yes, and, yes. And he had to help that. his yeah. mom along the way. Um, and a lot, he, he also had to spend a lot of his time in churches playing drums and yeah, so on yeah. to be able to make money to support himself and his family. And mm. I think in the end, he entered... Uh, university with, uh, uh, I think, as an adult, is it a mature student? As a mature student, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, of course, that means that then he, he, he reiterated the point that he wasn't able to finish SS simply yeah. because he didn't have the support for it. Yeah. But he spoke a lot about his faith in God and his belief that God, you know, um, took care of him. Yeah, took care of him and led him through all these difficult times. Mm. Um, but he also mentioned a lot, like having to walk so many miles to church and back, mm. and and all that. And it 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 raises many questions about. Yes, he's told his own life story, mm. but then it leaves so much gaps that what was the church doing? Yeah, what was the church? Like, doing? where was the church yeah. in his life? Because it seems as if he's been some very, somewhat ungrateful to the church, who have probably done a lot for him and he didn't see it. But that's that's a question for that's that's and and that's what we are here to discuss basically, <laughs> because we we can see. I mean, it's in lots of people's lives there are those gaps, 
where the church is missing. Mm -hmm. Where do you and, are and they are active? Church, yes, you are active in church. Yeah, very the active church members, is missing. Yes, because they are leaving you to go and fight your own battles. Somebody will tell you that um, 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 I don't want to interfere in what God is doing in your life. <laughs> like the tests and trials that Jesus God is bringing to your life, I don't want to interfere in that. But do, do, do you know who, who the, the people who think like that? Which people? Buddhists and uh, Hindus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because. You are not supposed to interfere with people's karma. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they think like that, but Christians, no, Christians, no, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so... Anyway, Kwame, I don't know what Kwame, Kwame thinks. Yeah, okay, so I want us to blend this story. You see, with the church, there was this, also, this story also about the church, some Christian church in the U.S., who, I think there were about two churches, mm -hmm. whose story I know of, who went to pay the bills of other mm, yeah. of people. Um, it's not like they paid the bills of, because I think it's typical of the church to be seen as doing good to people mm -hmm. outside of the church, mm -hmm. but not caring for the people in the church. Mm -hmm. Because that was the picture I got there, because they went around and did good to some community, paid millions of dollars off their bills, because, I mean, they are get, because these church members are giving you money. So your church members are giving you money. But does it mean that they are all okay? Kwame, anything to add there? Hmm. Interesting discussion. Um, let's see how we kick it off. Um, a couple of introductory comments. I would say that the economic realities in, in a part of the world is very real. Uh, and financial prosperity is a big deal. And I think a lot of people are trying to break out of poverty. Seriously, people are really trying to break out of poverty. So uh, this issue is a, a trick, to be frank with you, it's a tricky conversation to have. Um, but it's also important as well. And I know Adam will correct me if I, I'm wrong, but um, is there an insider who wrote that book, uh, Rich Christians in an Age of Poverty? Hmm. Uh, there, there, there's a book like that. Yeah, or Francis Schaeffer. Yeah, there's something like that. And I think in that book, he chronicled a lot of um, these issues where he looked at things at, in America and also in various parts of the world where, in as much as quote Christians are getting richer and Christian organizations are getting richer um, it's really not affected their communities that much they are building more bigger mansions they are owning more property but it's really not affected the people who probably contribute more to some of these wealth so it's an interesting discussion to have and probably have to go a bit deeper to the roots of I just want to throw it out there um, just to clear the air mm. that for every geometer, um, there are probably, for te every 10 geometers, mm -hmm. there are probably two people who a church somewhere has helped, either in Ghana or in other parts of the world. But of course, mm. you're focusing on the Ghanaian church. Mm. And uh, some people have been taken to secondary school, university, and all of that. Mm. So I think we need to also recognize that 
Yes, some churches have done things. Some churches mm -hmm. have built big things, helped whole communities, and we are really not disputing that, and we are encouraging them to do more. Mm -hmm. But of course, all we are saying is there's a fundamental issue, probably theological, probably um, cultural, mm -hmm. that we have to address um, to make sure that these issues that came up in that particular interview are brought to the fore, and probably some leaders will pick up on it. So I think that's a good way to start. Yeah. And and I I think I'll I mean on the point about uh, let's see for every uh, ten geometers you might find one who went to and maybe got the help of the church. Um, mm -hmm. You know what what I tend to find uh, uh, yes it's worth admitting that in, I mean there are few there are cases where individuals have had help from typically other individuals within the church to help them move. You know, yeah, but but I think there are uh -huh. cases where. But but the, the problem has has been whether the church understands itself as being there for that for purpose. those kinds of people and for yeah, that purpose. Yeah, yeah, because the church actually thinks that they have achieved something by doing good, like it is news. It's news. Yes, exactly. It's newsworthy when the church. Gives like, that's some charitable yeah, deed, one yeah. charitable like, deed. Like or something I think there like was that. a story like, um, one day one pastor took offering and gave it to somebody in the church. Yes, like the offering, the whole offering was given to somebody in the church, mm -hmm. and that was news. And I'm like, um, is that really not supposed to be what it's supposed to be mm -hmm. like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so anyway, so I that's that's one of the reasons why we have to delve into. Um, the thoughts of Jesus Christ and the disciples, like what was the church, what is the church supposed to be like? And we are looking at it with um, looking down into the book of Acts and church history, trying to figure out exactly what the church was doing, how they did it, how they helped each other. And, and was, was this individualistic um, thing existence then? Mm. Yeah, I, I think first you're using the word, but you haven't explained people what you mean by individualistic. individualistic. Okay, <laughs> you give but, up. No, but, but I think um, generally a, a lot of Christians have the notion that um, there's, it, it starts off with salvation, that we believe that we are working for our own personal salvations. And so church is uh, it's just a place we go to to worship, to worship God. It, church creates an avenue for me as a person to go and worship God. And, and this, this is totally contrary to what the New Testament, the picture that the New Testament paints. Um, the New Testament is basically um, um, painting the picture of communities that are inviting people to become parts of. Uh, you, we are inviting you to become a part of us, to do the mission of God together. So it's an invitation to join a community. But for large portions of Ghanaian Christianity, uh, the way we even bring the Christian message forward is more of it's a matter of you and God and how you would live it out. And that is what we mean by individualism. Because what then happens is you, 
then it's a matter of when God has, quote-unquote, planned to take care of you. Until the time he has planned to take care of you has come, he himself has to do the taking care of you. Mm. Therefore, whatever else we do here together, it's really, we are not really required to be, you know, that... Responsible. That, yes, that responsible for your life. Mm. It's really up to God. Yeah. But again, like I mentioned, this is, this, this is totally contrary to how the early Christians lived. Um, the people of, I mean, if you look at Acts chapter 4, um, where the, the disciples, uh, the people had just received the gift of the Spirit, and the numbers were quite many. And they needed to be able to, they said they, they stayed together and they received the apostles' teaching and they broke bread together and so on. If you are going to teach this number of people who had come from all other Jews who were living in other nations and who had come for the festival, how would you sustain these people? The only way to do it was to uh, raise money through the churches, uh, individuals who had the money. Um, and that meant people had to sell land, people had to sell property. Mm. And Acts 34 said, and there was no need. Yeah. So, it, um, I mean, people could have said, well, well, you people have come. Uh, it's up to you to find your own food to care for yourselves while you receive the teaching. But that was not the way they worked. God will provide for you. Yes, Go God will provide for you. And God will provide. Yes. Seek the leading of the Spirit. Yes. And the Spirit and will just lead you to a widow. Mm -hmm. But fundamentally, the church understood itself as a community that needs to care for its, each other because that is what their God himself also was. Yeah, he, yeah. he cared so much that he came to die, to lay his own life down for his people. So self-sacrifice for the sake of the other was at the heart of their beginning from right from the day one when Pentecost happened all through uh, 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 the life of, of the New Testament church. Yeah, but um, I, so it reminds me of Jesus Christ, the life of Jesus Christ with the disciples. Mm -hmm. And then there's a need to feed the people mm -hmm. because the people have been with them mm -hmm. for a longer period. Mm -hmm. And Jesus Christ, and they say we need to send them away. Mm -hmm. That's what the disciples recommended. Yes. And I think that that state, that state was their the individualistic Yeah, that's, that's the typical ap uh -huh. yes, approach and that many Jesus people Christ like. Jesus Christ said that we have to feed them. So the modern church is mostly behaving like the disciples. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, no, no, no. You know, whatever we have here, let's the keep it. Let's then. Yeah, they are behaving like the disciples then in uh, Jesus yeah. Christ's case. Yeah. Oh no, whatever you have here, you let's let's preserve what you have. Let them go, let them go and sort them themselves out. Yeah. And then Jesus Christ said that. And then the interesting thing about that example is that he brings in and says they should sit down mm -hmm. in groups and then they should share. Mm -hmm. So they start taking the same thing and they share. And then the miracle it, happens. Yes, it multiplies. So the miracle of multiplying the food wasn't just Jesus Christ breaks it. And he gives out and he kept giving out and it was still coming. No, it was actually that he gave all to them and they were breaking it and sharing it among themselves. And it was and never finished. like the miracle where it multiplied. Mm -hmm. And I think that when we look into the book of Acts, we actually see that happening because he said that there was none that needed. Mm -hmm. So there was none that needed because all those who had brought and gave it to the apostles and it was shared amongst them. Mm -hmm. And... and why will that presuppose that 
when they gave it to them, it was it was a lot that was given to them. It's, it's, it's possible that there, there was a miracle in there. No, you will never but, know. Yeah, you will never know. Mm. So I, I, anyway, but I think that the church, we are still looking for that kind of miracle where Charlie, you break the bread and give it to them and then you, yes, and meanwhile, the miracle is there. You are not even looking for it. <laughs> Charlie, come in. Yeah, I'm yes. here. Please say something. We, are, we don't want you to be quiet like that. Sure, sure. Um, <clears throat> I think you're you all making very good points. Um, I think the whole idea of radical generosity as uh, taught by Jesus and embodied in his very life is very fundamental to this discussion. Um, he was that generous, like the, the, the Godhead being that generous to give, God gave himself in such a way that he, like he gave all, even up to giving his life. And um, that was actually the main thing that we're supposed to pick up from and learn from. Mm -hmm. And along the way, we learned a little bit as a church, mm -hmm. and then we lost our way totally. And here we are now. Mm -hmm. uh, because, for example, I mean, I think we kind of gloss over very important things about this concept of radical generosity, which, by the way, I'm learning personally mm. to improve upon because of course it starts from a personal level before we can even talk about the community level like a church mm -hmm. because even in the issue of radical generosity you see jesus kind of embodying it and preaching it in the lives of in the encounters he had with people like zacchaeus like you just talk about zacchaeus and talk about the height challenge and all that but that was a big deal without any preaching like Zacchaeus said he was going to give half of all that he had mm -hmm. and also pay out everybody that he that, that um, he owed, yeah. owed like double or something. Cheated, yeah, yeah. That, that was almost three quarters of his wealth going <laughs> away. Like that was big. Right? And also I think with his encounter with the rich young ruler who was trying to justify himself, mm -hmm. one of the things that he said to him was like, go and give everything you own to the poor mm -hmm. and come and follow me. Mm -hmm. In a way, these are statements that we read and we think, oh, Jesus was just saying it. But it looks like there was this big deal about giving everything away mm. and coming to Jesus. This concept of radical generosity, which we think is impractical. Yes. So we don't know much about it. Mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. I think it's very clear in there. And by the time, the, as you guys said, by the time the early church began to understand what Jesus was all about after Pentecost. Now they started living that way, like they were this radical living, this radical generosity, mm -hmm. where they saw themselves as a body. And if it's a body and my I'm a hand and the leg needs something, it's, it's thoughtless. It's not something that I even consider, hey, I'm holding for myself. But because we are one body, it just naturally flows through the heart. Mm -hmm. If the leg needs bl uh, blood, the heart will just pump because the leg is part of the body. Mm -hmm. And that now they began to understood and understand the body metaphor. So I think that whole idea of radical generosity being exemplified in the body metaphor is fundamental to this. And we've not understood it. We've not left it out for various reasons. Mm. We can talk about size of the church, numerical size. There are so many things which have challenged us 
in a bit to live that way because as soon as you start talking about body metaphor, then a thousand and four hundred in a group numbers don't work anymore mm -hmm. because we think each other as a body. And if you don't relate to somebody as a body, why will you give the person your finances directly? Yeah. You, you have no relationship. So the whole one another breaks down from that point. Mm -hmm. So there are layers of issues to talk about. Mm -hmm. But as you say, we want to come down to the fundamental issues and look at it from Jesus, mm -hmm. from the early church, which of course wasn't perfect, even in the midst of all this radical mm -hmm. generosity, they were still not perfect. Mm -hmm. But they were doing something right, yeah. which broke down the time the church was three centuries old. We got to a point where we started thinking like, okay, we can do more when we hoard more. Mm -hmm. And we control organizations and we control countries and build empires. Mm -hmm. And it whole, the whole thing came crumbling down by the yeah. time the Renaissance and all those issues happened. Mm -hmm. So we have to now come back and recalculate and say, okay, where we are now, what can be redeemed? And I, as I keep saying, we can't go back to the societal structure of early Rome or early uh, Colosse or whatever, mm -hmm. we have to redefine the way we organize Christian communities mm -hmm. and uh, Jesus organizations in our cultural context. So mm -hmm. how can we look at the fundamentals of what Jesus said and taught and rediscover some of these issues? So, yeah, but, but one of the things is, um, for many people, um, the... the, the whether this is a problem or not, like many would not even see this. Because, you know, we had a lot of... I, I remember sharing this story and I had people chat, uh, commenting on Facebook and so on about it. And many people just didn't seem to get that. There was a problem with the fact that a young man um, uh, of, of uh, Joe Metal's age at this time would spend, like, went through so much difficulty uh, in this Accra, with so uh, I mean, attending churches, mm. and like nobody, the, the church didn't feel a need to really make an effort, or I mean, whatever efforts did made. For example, that the guy actually couldn't write his SSE, mm -hmm. which tells me that um, there isn't any concerted, committed effort to make sure he is sure. able to yeah, complete his yeah. education. So giving people small, small, for me, it, it's not um, a concerted effort, all right? Mm -hmm. And for many people, they, they don't even see why it is the church's business mm. to be worried about yeah, I, I members think, within the church I, and I this need of theirs. I think the basic thing is the issue that, um, Charlie, we are preoccupied with building churches. churches mm -hmm. sorry. Um, we are trying to build monuments and focusing on so many other things trying mm -hmm. to leave some kind of legacy mm -hmm. or just trying to accommodate the numbers and um, increase the numbers so yes we are trying to get more people into mm -hmm. church mm -hmm. and focusing on that mm -hmm. has actually brought us to this point yes. where we are we can't we, we, we can't seem to care about those who are already in it. Yeah, because I, I remember saying that um, the church is like the church is like a, a house that has so many doors. Mm -hmm. 
that when you come through one, there's one door that you walk through. You, you go out. You walk out. Yeah, you walk out. <laughs> you the entrance. They have like ten different entrances. Mm -hmm. So you enter through every exit is an entrance. In every place you enter through there, you come out to another door because mm -hmm. the church is welcoming you, screaming, "Come, come, come!" But when you come in, then they've actually found a reason. You find a you reason. You find why a reason you why leave. you should you should yeah, exit. You should leave. And because yeah, that that's that is. Uh, so we've gotten to the point where we've justified to ourselves why we don't need to care. Yeah, because we are building the house of the Lord. Because mm -hmm. I remember that it's a church which actually says that now they are in the building stage, so they are trying to build lots of churches. Mm -hmm. So Charlie, everybody should bring the money mm -hmm. so that we build. And then it means that, and the, the and the thing is, the people are there. The people will die. If they are dying and they need help, mm -hmm. and you don't help them now, they'll mm -hmm. die. Yes. The building is, is a very useless thing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's there. But that, Jesus Christ didn't come to die for a building. So it's, but we are focusing on the building mm -hmm. and leaving the people. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> and and the, the, I think it's a very beautiful story if you look at the way the church in that time was. Mm -hmm. It took care of the people. So it's not like the church took care of the people. Mm -hmm. The church is the people. And yes, the church, exactly. And the people took care of themselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they took care of themselves. And I wonder, there's nothing that you can't do if you take care of yourself. I'm, I, so in, um, in Thessalonians, Paul was talking to them, was even talking about the fact that he went to them and he did not, he came working, mm -hmm. did not accept did not, food yes. from mm -hmm. them. Yes. Because he wanted to teach those who were lazy about mm -hmm. that they have to, if you don't work, you don't eat. Yes. So it's like, we can't have people sitting around who are able-bodied, who can do something for themselves, mm -hmm. but will not do it. You understand? It's not like we are bringing, we are contributing, and some people are sitting there. So it's like the, this issue came up, yeah. and they discussed it, and mm -hmm. he trashed it out through that through letter. that letter. So it's like we need to sit down and start taking care of ourselves mm -hmm. because uh, because I mean, in we we've all heard of the Chinese and the what the other cultures, Indians who actually end up staying together in some small building and, and contributing, contributing, contributing and working hard, working hard, working hard before you hear they are some, they have become, they built some empire in some country. And you are wondering, hey, but these people, when they came here, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I mean, uh, yeah. you, you can look at examples of in Ghana where you have uh, uh, Lebanese who have yeah. come in here who have come in and here. who, by virtue of working and supporting each, each other, other, they have built, they built strong uh, businesses and so on. But a lot of Ghanaians, we are even unable to collaborate at a business level. Mm -hmm. But this is all part of our cultural and um, cultural behavior, which is further being uh, eroded, like made worse by a Christianity that is teaching us that it is all about you and God. Mm -hmm. And your, your I mean, God's perf quote unquote perfect time for you. And this brings me to one of the problems we find in, like, in, in, in our Ghanaian Christianity in, in dealing with the issue of poverty. A large part of our problem is that we, keep, we, keep, um, we have a deterministic view of God. That is, we assume that 
God has written a, a certain particular so time. He, he has determined when a person will prosper, will prosper quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And that all of it is directly in the hands of God. So we have these uh, teachings that saying um, 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 it, is the, it is the favor of the Lord that maketh us rich. And he has no sorrow to it. Or it some, some says that Lord, it's the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich. And he has no sorrow to it. Good. So these kinds of statements you find in our wisdom books have become, instead of looking at Jesus Christ, who didn't sit down and watch people uh, uh, sick and say, oh, I'm crossing my legs. I'm waiting for God. He will come and come and solve the problems for these people. He went and actively confronted these issues. And he told his disciples to go and actively confront these issues. We have rather gone to the Old Testament and we are using that, oh, yes, let's wait for God. But, yes, God's time is the best. Why do we do that? Primarily because the church has been teaching that as a way to avoid taking responsibility. It, it teaches us to rely on God so that it will not deal with the problems by itself. Mm. So it's a very easy way to orient people to only look to God. But what, when they are doing that, they are actually fulfilling James, what James said uh, about uh, faith and deeds. And when someone comes to you and he's hungry and he says, oh, you, the Lord will do it. Yes, the Lord be with you. That is exactly what the church is doing. When Jesus Christ has launched his kingdom and said his church must go forth and affect the world, Jesus says, um, uh, um, what does he say it's in Luke chapter 4, that the spirit of the Lord is upon him, that he has come to lift up the poor, to set the, uh, the captives free. And we are rather making the captives more captive collecting money from them and telling them that they should look to God. So it's a, that, that's the first part, our, our, our determinism. We are teaching uh, people determinism so that they won't come and demand our responsibility as a church from us. Right? They will always be looking to God. And I, I mean, I heard a lot of that in our brother Jumetto's uh, language in, in, in that conversation. Yes, he trusted God that God would do it for him and so and so. But that's the typical language of Ghanaian Christianity. They would never say, it never teaches you that we, the church, have a responsibility in this matter. It will always say, you just keep praying to God. Keep trusting God. Keep believing in God. He will, break, he will come through for you. He will do what for you. But that's not what the New Testament says. 55 times New Testament says, care for one another. Love, for one, love one another. Carry one another's burden. New Testament is saying one another, and yet churches are saying, "Oh, you and God." Yeah, and I, I anyway. <laughs> so I mean, we have a lot to say about the way people look at the Old Testament because I think that the Old Testament actually also has examples of the way God expected the Jews to take care of each other. Yes. But, and, I mean, we are not interested in those examples. Yes, we want I the mean, ones that yeah, say, I'm, oh, it is God himself who descend from heaven. Yeah. And uh, so we look at the other examples and we are more excited about it. Kwame, do you have anything to add? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the same line of thought, right? So the whole idea of we being an alternate community, an alternate um, group of people, 
to lead and show the world what it means to be human, what it means to be in society. I think that's fundamental because we've not understood our identity in that sense. We Oh, we want to avoid it. Well, probably. <laughs> but of course, the whole idea of pay is just a group of people who are ready to fly out to a place called heaven. Uh, so yes, it's, yes. it's not really about us changing community, us improving each other, us uh, making us more like We are trying to prosper here on earth. We need to prosper. We need to be to make it. We have to get, the pastor has to get the millions. You have to drive a Bentley, you know, like you have to prosper. And As church members, you need to come <laughs> and give. You see, the, and come and give. So go kill yourself, bring the money, the booty, and let us let and give it to the Lord. You understand? Give Where the Lord, the Lord is, you go to the Lord. pastor. So who is the Lord? We we, we don't want to even go there. <laughs> who is the yeah, Lord? So, so because we've not understood this body metaphor well, um, we, we can't form kingdom cells. We can't form kingdom Mommy, society. You, you say we've not understood, but I don't think that is the case. We know <laughs> no, it's exactly true. No, what we see. are doing, Master. We no, we don't. We, we don't. Doing. I don't think we do. This is my reason. See, the Ashantis have some proverbs like um almost say a cow nineteen year now a cow to sebi. And they have another one like uh Like the Ashantis have this thing about identity, right? Mm -hmm. These I think you break down that. into English. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the first one I said was like uh, a cow nineteen year na account. So it's more like saying that if probably you are walking in mud, right, and um, your the, the the your heel or the sole of your foot uh, gets into the mud, it is just a matter of time before the mud gets in your clothes or mm -hmm. on yeah. your backside, yeah. because it has touched the part of your body. It's going to affect the other parts of your body. Yeah, yeah. Ashantis understand this, but they understand it and they interpret it only in light of their like um, blood relations. Mm -hmm. That's what they yeah. call their body, right? Mm -hmm. And when they see it's more like, oh, if something is affecting uh, a foreigner, it's more like it's in wood. It doesn't mm -hmm. affect your name. So yes, you don't really exactly. care. So, but when Ashantis identify somebody as, oh, this person is family, mm. they will do anything for that person because mm -hmm. that person, is family, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to funerals, they will do anything for the person. <laughs> the whole point is, when it comes to cultural lines, we understand what the body metaphor stands for. Mm. But the, the Christians, Christianity has not affected our understanding of what it means when Jesus says we are family, we really think it's peripheral. We've not understood that it is real. Like, it is reality. It's not a joke. Mm -hmm. We are not saying, oh, we can't say anyanom. We are not just saying it for saying sake. It is mm -hmm. actually real. When you become a body, part of the body of Christ, you've actually embraced another family. Mm -hmm. It is for that reason. That's why it makes sense when somebody is having a wedding or a funeral. They want to involve their church community. It's not for sure. It's to show that no, these people have actually become family to me now, mm -hmm. right? That's that's that should run through everything: mm -hmm. education, economics, 
if we really understood that body metaphor in that sense and we live that way, it would affect the way we do things. But because we don't see the people we sit side by side with in church as family, mm-hmm. we don't want to share anything with them. We don't discuss our personal issues with them. They are foreigners. Mm-hmm. We just go to the same place to gather together to do common things so mm-hmm. that we cannot in heaven. And you know, but I've, I've had calls to talk about this before. You know, like, um, I, I, I want that there are times when family members of mine uh, feel free to call me and say, oh, I have this problem, maybe I need this help or so or so. And yeah, if I can help, I, I sort of help. But one of the questions that are, I, and I know these people are like staunch members of some of these uh, modern churches and where they give all their money and so on. And one of the questions that I keep asking is, why does it never occur to them that by virtue of me being a part of this church, giving my uh, money to this church every Sunday or doing whatever and so on, when I have a need, I should go to these people and confidently tell them that I need help. Confidently. (laughs) You get me? Like, it it doesn't even occur in their heads that this community that I'm supposed to be a part of these people and they are supposed to be there for me. They always fall back to blood relations. Mm-hmm. Like, then you don't understand what church, then why are you even attending the church? Kwame, yeah. continue. Yeah. You are saying. <laughs> yeah, the point is they actually do. But if you go and put your knees before them from the history that I've had with some of these institutional churches, it will go before a committee. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. you'll get back to me one month's time mm-hmm. and yeah. check whether you're paying your tight, mm-hmm. whether you've been your dues, mm-hmm. whether you've been paying this and that and that. If you don't take care, even the little that you have, because you've not paid your dues, you can't even take it back from you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. something to you. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like, people have experiences, right? People have been part of things. Mm-hmm. And they realize that, Charlie, these people, I can't really trust them with much because the way they run things. See, the goal of the money we already have, we set it before we start. The first day they start meeting, they go and buy uh, drums. They've want, yes, they're going to take some loan to buy drums. Mm. They've hired a place. They tell you from the word go that the money that we contribute here is for building things and raising other structures. It's not really for us to share with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's... it's, it's kind of assumed even from the start, mm-hmm. right? So it's mm-hmm. not like when we, if the church has 1,000 uh, Ghana cities, mm-hmm. the question, the first question they're asking is, okay, what percentage of these finances are we spending on the people who contributed? Mm-hmm. I think it, it would be a search for somebody to do, anybody who is interested in social research yeah. and find out and all these big, big churches run mm-hmm. from the Methodist churches to the Catholic churches to the ICGCs. All of them give some money. ICGC, I'm, I'm very sure, contributes a very good amount of money to the Kolebu Heart Children's Heart mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. They give contributions all around, right? Mm-hmm. The Catholic Church builds schools. The Methodist Church has built schools. But I think the question you must ask yourself is, what percentage of this money is their whole... How much of it is their whole income? And how much of their money actually goes to the people who contribute the monies that they have. I mean, those are some of the fundamental questions that need to be asked because 
at the end of the day, if they are giving any money back to church members, they see it as it's a privilege we are doing you. Yes. They don't I mean, really a lot see of times they, they, they might end up giving to you as a loan on commercial basis. Yes, yes. Yes. So, so it's not like our fundamental duty. Like we don't see it as oh, you see, Kanaya one or this is our fundamental reason for owning this money, and yes. this is what it's supposed to be for. No, yeah. our primary reason for having this giving tight or whatever is to go and build some structure somewhere mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. another instrument. So, so we keep looking so for things. So this totally undermines. This tells us that we are not a family. Our church, no, we are not. Churches are not families. No matter how they like to use the word family, forget no. about it. They mm. are not. We are deceiving ourselves. Mm. Our churches are worship stations. <laughs> they exist to create an atmosphere the for worship, us to come and worship. take our telephone line individually and the call the God. Worship is a subjective. Oh, you, let, let's work with that. Let, let's work with that. <laughs> they are worship stations, places where you come and take your telephone line and call God individually and tell Him your own problems. So well, the, the deception will deceive that, ourselves that we are family. It's, it's all uh, tickling ourselves and laughing. Mm. Yeah, and that's that, where the main shaman is. The guy who you can, the intermediate between you and God. Yes. The main shaman. That's where he lives. That's, that's what it is. Yeah, it's shaman. Mm. Yeah, you come for, it's just an, uh, an organization that allows us to communicate with God. Mm. Uh, with, with bells and whistles attached to it. With some small uh -huh, right atmosphere, yeah. some small Bible preaching, whether twisting of scripture uh, to elicit more money from you, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and that's all. It is not a family, so, which is totally so keep, contrary to the New Testament. Yeah. Sure. So I keep throwing out this challenge, and I keep asking, if you really believe, people keep saying, oh, we have small groups. As soon as you raise this discussion with anybody in Ghana, they'll, they'll throw it back to you. Oh, we have community groups, we have small groups, we have society, whatever. And the challenge I always throw to them is, if you really believe that that microcosm of your bigger church is the church community, that's where you have your um, one another in. That's where you feed on each other. That's where you exhort each other. Go the extra step and say, hey, collect your monies at this microcosm and use it and give a small percentage, what a 10% of whatever, to the big organization for its running. Mm -hmm. If you, you really believe. Secondly, have communion at that level because that's the only level at which communion makes sense. Mm -hmm. How can you be having communion with thousand other strangers you don't know? Mm -hmm. you, you don't you've defeated the meaning of what it means to have the Lord's Supper. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't make sense to be having communion with somebody. It's, the Ashantis again say something, Madame Fouamini The whole point of sharing the egg, the contents of the egg with mm -hmm. that person is about friendship. It's about uh, the fact that you really are in communion or community with that person. So what's the whole point of having communion with people, thousand other people, you don't know. So mm -hmm. money, the, the proof of, what did they say? The proof, the proof of, of the whatever the is, in is in the eating. Yes. Show it. If mm -hmm. you say that you'll have community groups and it's important to you, whatever, let people give their tithes and offerings at the community level. Yes. Or, let and them then let them cell meetings. Yes. At the and cell let the cell be responsible for managing that money mm -hmm. and giving Ooh. a small part to the larger group. And then let's see. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. Let people be honest about what they are given. Yeah. 
be anyway so i i i know of a church that actually had like um i think what happened was they looked into the account and they had money in the bank to the tune of 400,000 Ghana cedis lying there wasn't touched it's like profit after <laughs> the whole thing and i and and i think they 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 have a good model where they actually are telling the leadership like the they're whole, accounting, they're, for, they're the accounting okay. for the money so they are telling the church that yeah we had this amount in everything and some people were of the view that what in the world was that money doing sitting there mm -hmm. not doing anything mm. and there are people who need money for things mm. and there's money sitting there mm -hmm. it's just there sat there in the account and chilling mm -hmm. and there are people in the church who need things to be done mm -hmm. and obviously um, i can even say there are people in the church who need things to be done and have even decided that Charlie, i'm leaving the church because i have because to sort some things out, out somewhere myself. else yeah sort it out yourself for myself yes. yeah so because of that you know, Charlie, some deal be as calm that is corrupt mm -hmm. but i think that i have to Giving mm, because yes, because you have no other, you yes. feel you have no other, no other support other anywhere. Support. And when so you would rather do the uh, then I'll pay tight. exactly. Yeah, you would then come, come, you would do the corrupt deal. Mm -hmm. Then you come and say, "Oh God, uh, time has come for me." Yeah, mm -hmm. which is a lie. <laughs> you know, yeah. you've you, you've um, you've not had the community support, and you, by virtue of that, you decide to go your own way, do your own thing. Mm. But because we have continued to be a community where. We actually don't really know each other and don't even know what we actually do. Yeah. Um, it is okay for you to go and make the money through whatever means, means you make it. So and then come and it. come and tell us, oh, uh, God has blessed me. Yes, the Lord has been good to me. Mm. The Lord has blessed me. The Lord. Uh, Lord has what, what, what. Mm. And, and these are, I mean, the way we refuse to actually live as family encourages hypocrisy. It mm. encourages lies. It, it encourages stealing. Yeah. Because everybody wants to pretend that God is more in his corner than the other person's corner. Yeah. So whatever you would do to make the money so that you can come and do the quote-unquote testimony. <laughs> testimony. That's what you would do. Yeah. And which means that those who are struggling will continue to struggle on their own, like in the case of Geometto. Mm. Have to struggle on his own mm. Uh, today, his gifts, which is um, uh, uh, the music he's that he does, has given him a strong platform, and everybody is clamoring around, and him. around him. Um, and uh, well, actually, oh, this guy he was my small boy. I actually have testimonies from him. <laughs> <laughs> this but guy was my small boy. Sharing <laughs> the, the fact that people are, I mean, this the same thing that people are actually trying to let people know that. He is their small boy. I see. Like, what is the use of that? When he him, actually you know. needed, <laughs> when yeah, he, uh, I mean, and these are men, quote unquote, so-called men of God. Yeah. Abby. yeah. Uh -huh. So when you you actually needed people's intervention, and not just, I, I don't want it to be, I don't want us to think of it in terms of oh, it was the responsibility of this one person or the other person. Mm. I want I want us to realize that our churches as organizations need to be structured in such a way that they are taking care of the needs of the poor. Yeah. It is a standard part of their way of life. Yeah. It's not one person be, ah, oh no, sorry, give him money. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because I, I can give you an example. In, in, in early Christianity, 
poorer church members were fasting so and that they would food. get food, food to give to those who are even poorer than them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, oh, it was only the rich people who were doing something, mm. but it was they were caring for each other. Each other and yeah. however they could do it, whatever they could do at their own level, they were doing. They were doing and of course, yeah. it really encouraged the much richer people to give quite a lot. Yeah. But it was a responsibility of the church to care for each other. I mean, the number of people that the, the church was taking care of in the Roman world in the first century, it was amazing. Mm. It was amazing. It raised eyebrows. It raised eyebrows. It caused trouble for the church. So how is it that today we feel, you know, it's almost, it is, no, it's like it's, it's a burden when we are trying to take care of, yeah. you know, those amongst us, before we even talk about those who are outside. Yeah. And the only time we want to do something is we'll do something outside so that people will see that we, too, we are doing something. We are doing something, But that's hypocrisy. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what that's Jesus Christ said. Yeah. That's hypocrisy. I, I, I think it's, um, we have so many things that we need to get rid of, getting, um, Pastor's retirement party, <laughs> where we are giving so much to the pastor, and hmm. we keep giving to the pastor, and we have to give him that and give him this, and it's, and, and we are we are, and then to justify that we look in the Old Testament, <laughs> yeah, to justify it yeah, we have to look in the Old Testament yeah. and say he's the priest, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. and and then um and then we move back to the New Testament for things that will not go in that area and then but we'll go back to the old mm -hmm, testament mm -hmm. and and it's crazy because in the end the members are not having a good head on their body because <laughs> yeah because what's ha what's happening is that i'm going through a lot mm -hmm. but i can't tell anybody mm -hmm. because i need to be prosperous mm -hmm. on my own mm -hmm. uh -huh. like these people have come to church and because and and the testimonies are that because they gave mm -hmm. because they have been giving to the church mm -hmm. and they, they've been giving more money to the church mm -hmm. god me too i want to give more money mm -hmm. yeah because i because i know i know there are so many times where people are sitting i'm sure lots of people who will listen to this will be will have a testimony that Charlie. We're sitting in the crowd and we're listening to the pastor give a testimony or somebody share a testimony about the way they gave some huge amount mm -hmm. of money be, mm -hmm. and then and the Lord bless them. Mm -hmm. And um, if you say, and, and Jesus said, um, who said this? No, it was in John. He said, if you say you love your brother, mm -hmm. if you say you love God, who mm -hmm. you cannot see, how can you <laughs> love your brother? And then leave mm -hmm. your brother, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who you can see. Mm -hmm. uh, we have we have a song for that. Yeah. Obi can say odo nyangu na odo niya or your trophy. You know. So we actually have a song yeah, for that, but so uh, imagine, it's not going down. Yeah, but you see, but now the the interesting thing is that now we have some entity called God who is at the church who mm -hmm. we are bringing money to. Mm -hmm. But the individual, it's like, you can imagine churches actually teaching that when you are going to pay, when if you have money for tithe, mm -hmm. it's your tithe. Don't touch it. Don't give it to anybody. Mm -hmm. Because even if somebody is dying, you can't give your tithe to the person. Mm -hmm. So your tithe is for God. Mm -hmm. 
I'm like, who, where? Did they hear the story of the good Samaritan? Where did God pass? Did you hear the story of the good Samaritan? The priest was going to was the, going uh, to, yeah. to the temple to, do, to the do the work, the work of, God. of God. Yeah. So and and these are things that Jesus has yes. addressed. He has addressed, but no, no, no. no. Not but true. because we are preoccupied with other things, mm. we are trying to build a church. Meanwhile, we are trying to build our own empires. Yes, what's the guy? Um, Solomon. After Solomon built that temple and Neymar tried to do all those, that, yeah. all that, that temple was all that temple is, yeah, that temple, nobody is building any temple that <laughs> is going to do anything for anybody. And I keep asking people the question when it comes down to type. It says, um, so it says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Mm-hmm. So if Jesus Christ paid tithes, mm-hmm. which storehouse did he pay it in? So that we all go and put our money there. Mm. So that we all put the money because now there is store, there is food in the house for all of us to prosper. Mm. So I, we need to, we need to um, come together and build together. Kwame, <laughs> your closing comments. <laughs> closing? Oh, we already done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, at times I. I, when I get some time, I kind of listen to CTFM and Bernard Avler talking about a whole lot of issues. And I think on many occasions when I hear him ranting, the thing that comes to my mind is, ah, I think the solution is the church. Mm-hmm. And then I just check myself and realize, oh, wait, uh, there's no way. This, if this, I tell this one, we are busy. <laughs> not this church. Else. You never understand it when I tell, if I t- I'm to meet Bernard Avila today and tell him, hey, the solution to most of the problems you are raising is the church. Mm, I really think he will, laugh at, he will laugh at me because he probably, he considers himself to be part of the church, but the way I'm, ex- I'm understanding the church is probably very different from how he understands it. So exactly. he, he would see the link between what I mean by the solution being the church and what he wants, because he's preaching a national agenda. He wants, he truly wants Ghana to be a good place, a, a wonderful place to live. Mm-hmm. But there's people can't just get the connection between kingdom and nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In many ways, I think when the kingdom is is prospering in the sense of like when we are living right as followers of Jesus, mm-hmm. to a very large extent it would translate to a better nation. Oh, yes. Automatically. Of course, at some point, nation will rebel against kingdom. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Because you see that our commitment to Jesus is far higher than our commitment to parochial um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But for most things, for in many cases, like raising the poor, mm-hmm. lifting up the brokenhearted, uh, taking poverty from among us, if mm-hmm. only we were to live as kingdom people in mm-hmm. smaller groups. Mm-hmm. And I can't emphasize the numbers issue anymore. I really don't see a way out of the big number thing. <laughs> There's the, only, the only way Agoba, like let's say Christianity is to have an influence in a place like Agoba, is for the Christians in Agoba to meet in smaller groups in mm-hmm. Agoba. Like, for example, how many, like, like, just using an example, the, all the people who gather themselves and go to Action Chapel, who live in Agoba, how many of them know themselves? Mm-hmm. If they don't gather together mm-hmm. regularly mm-hmm. as Christians who live in Agoba, how would they 
change themselves and change things in Agogba, mm -hmm. rather than always gathering themselves to go and stay, uh, go to spend text to go and listen to one person. Mm -hmm. Why can't they just? They are all fine. They all believe in the same uh, theology. Why mm -hmm. don't they just gather in Agogba, <laughs> in, a, in smaller groups, <laughs> and then they get to know each other, and then the one anothering will begin, and then they will use their money on each other rather than spend, sending the money to spend text. <laughs> My brother, look. So I mean, unless on we look at some of these practical solutions, <laughs> like no, we are uh, for, you know, in, in Ghanaian Christianity, practicality is not equal to spirituality. Apparently, oh, what is spiritual is not practical. Oh, sorry. I mm. didn't know that. Mm -hmm. so. because, yes. because imagine imagine yourself as a Christian and you say you are going, you, you believe in one particular, this is your papa. You understand? Your papa. You can't be, and even the tithe, we are talking about taking your tithe to the right, to the your papa. Uh, it has to go to, a particular, to, go to a particular mm -hmm. person who can bless A particular bless branch you. and a particular whatever Yeah, mm. so, I mean, it's it's difficult. We mm. need to, I mean, we are shaking this tree. We are trying to make, shaking the table. We are trying to make things happen. I don't know. Mm. We I think the that, best you can do is, I mean, continue to talk about these things. Yeah, talk about Different these angles. As they come up, we will continue we'll to, talk, continue about to talk about them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, as we end um, today's on um, today's podcast, mm. we want to say a prayer, mm. um, and I I think I pray, the prayer is in God bless our homeland Ghana, right? Really? Which yeah. one? God bless our homeland Ghana. Uh, so it's nation. a prayer. Yeah, it's a prayer. <laughs> and make our nation great and strong. Uh, okay, yo, yeah. So yeah. God bless our homeland Ghana. Make yeah, our nation make, great and yeah, strong. Yeah, Amen. 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 <laughs> Charlie. Amen. 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 Mm. All right. So we'll be we'll be with you, listeners, in the next episode. Thanks for staying with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Kwame. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank yeah. you for having me. All Thank right. you. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.